Hello, everyone. We are here, Sasha, Maite, and Gloria, to discuss a topic most of you are familiar with. If you have ever heard the word endless snacking, nighttime notion, or skipping breakfast, then this is the right topic for you. But besides that, we are going to take a deep look into more serious cases of eating disorders. Yes, we're talking about healthy, unhealthy eating habits. Yeah, that's true. But what are eating habits and behaviors? Human beings, like other living beings, need an addiction to water, which is vital, a varied and balanced diet that is essential for life. A correct diet must contain adequate amounts of proteins, lipids, carbohydrates, vitamins and minerals. The basis of good nutrition lies in the balance, variety and moderation of our diet. But the modern urban diet is very often unbalanced and structured and is often coupled with an increasingly sedentary life. Phylogenetic analysis suggests that our ancestors may have invented cooking between 1.8 and 2.3 million years ago. Since 2,400 years ago, the relationship between food and health was known. Hippocrates said that our food was our medicine. Diarity factors are associated with disease such as diabetes, osteoporosis, being overweight, obesity, hypertension, heart attack, stroke, some types of cancer and more. Eating too much saturated fatty acids and cholesterol can lead to atherosclerosis. On the other hand, in 20th century, the link between food deficiency and serious disease was demonstrated. This different form of malnutrition remain even now public health problems. But Gloria, what are the common rules of eating habits, the common patterns? What are the main criteria of the food, let's say so? Law of quantity. The quantity of food must be sufficient to cover the caloric needs of the organism. The food that mainly provides calories, we can say energy, are carbohydrates and fats. The amount of calories should be sufficient to provide heat to maintain body temperature, energy from muscle contraction and nutritional balance. From a caloric point of view, a diet can be sufficient, insufficient, generous or excessive. According to this law, weight loss regimes are considered insufficient since they allow a loss of weight at the expense of a reduced caloric content. The caloric requirement for each person in particular should be determined by a professional in nutrition considering age sex, completion, activity, and special situation. But are there only quantity rules? Another one is quality law. Every diet must be complete in its composition, ensuring the proper functioning of organs and systems. And besides that? Law of harmony. The amount of the various principles that make up the diet must keep a proportional relationship between them in such a way that each one contributes a part of the total caloric value. 
It is recommended that any normal diet contains 20 or 30 percent of proteins of a total caloric value, 40 to 60 fats, and 20 to 30 percent of carbohydrates. And the last one, it's law of adequacy. Every diet must be appropriate for each individual in particular, considering age, sex, activity, health, cultural habit, and economy. This implies a correct choice of food as well as a correct preparation. In theory, it sounds perfect, spotless, and... Um I think we have to mention, on contrary, bad eating habits. We all know this perfect eating dietary, but many of us also suffer from bad habits. But let's focus on the question, what are those unhealthy patterns? Poor eating or bad eating habits include under or overeating, not having of the healthy foods we need each day, or consuming too many types of food and drink which are low or high in fat, salt, or sugar, whatever. And um, here I would like also to say that we have to distinguish bad eating habits with eating disorders because habits uh, sometimes come from the family. Um, they are developed over time and generally in childhood, maybe under some circumstances. For example, uh, family not eats meals together or people get used to choose something while watching a movie. It's a bad habit. Or when you have a busy shadow, it's difficult to have a proper meal, to have time for that. And of course, maybe there is just a lack of desire to eat healthy. So at this point, I presume we can talk about several points in detailed way. I think the disease of our century and our generation is mindless eating. So we just don't understand how much we consume. And we don't pay attention what portions are the larger, bigger, or smaller. We don't pay attention to that, to the size. We don't really care how much popcorn we eat when we are in the cinema. So to avoid that, we can start living more mindful and eat from smaller dishes, for example. Um, my mom is a type of person who is prone to nighttime notion. It means that she has this desire to reach out the fridge in the night or late in the evening. And of course, it gives you the possibility to gain significantly more weight because your metabolism is not ready to mm. process the food in the night. But that's a habit. Just you can learn how to get rid of it. And... I've also faced uh, endless snacking. We are used to have snacks all around us in the office, at home. You don't even notice how you get a little bite of chocolate here. Then you got a small cola. Then you eat a little banana. And all together, just never know how many calories you consume. So it's a big problem. But if you're used to eat this way, you can just change and substitute unhealthy snacks with healthy. For example, carrots, cucumbers, slices, or yogurts. So trying to find something, you know, healthy. 
maybe here there is a problem because if you consume a lot of snack, you are not used to the taste of healthy snack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what you say, it has a point. Of course, it's much more easier to substitute cucumber, for example, with a cookie, of course. But if you want to be healthy and happy and it's the importance of your well-being, then yeah. At least you need to try. It's yes. true. I believe in you. Do you girls skip breakfast? Not now, but when I was younger, sometimes I didn't eat my breakfast because my excuse was I early in the morning I wasn't hungry and I prefer eat later, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But now always I have my breakfast. Yeah, and you're right because a new study of Chinese school children found that those who skip breakfast gain significantly more weight over a two-year period than those who ate a morning meal because when you skip meals, your metabolism begins to slow down and breakfast is an important meal because it gives you energy, it boosts your body. So I think we can convert this unhealthy habit into healthy. And besides that, During breakfast, you can eat some unhealthy things because you're more likely to burn the calories throughout the day when you eat it in the morning. So, yeah, and it's my favorite uh, meal, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. I prefer lunch. <laughs> in my case, I prefer breakfast, too, or even how it's called. Or brunch. I love mm. brunch, you know, mix yeah. between hmm. breakfast and lunch. I really enjoyed doing brunch with friends. Uh, Sasha, how many meals do you have in your day? Well, usually three or maybe sometimes four. But usually I split them into three big meals like mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. But sometimes I also have snacks or like merienda, kind of afternoon snack or kind of brunch. It depends, like Every day is different. And do you girls, do you have a specific pattern or shadow for your eating? Yeah, in Spain is usually eat five meals, uh, but the most important are breakfast, lunch and dinner. And in the middle of the morning and in the, mid in the middle of the afternoon, we eat a little snack. Like in my case, in the middle of the morning, I eat a piece of fruit. And sometimes I don't eat in the afternoon. Because sometimes I eat late in my lunch and I prefer dinner early. What is your typical dinner and what time do you usually have this dinner? I have my dinner between half past eight and half past nine. So, so late. Oh, my God. Late. Yeah, yes. in Spain is so early. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking because there is a quite famous statement that mm. even restaurants in Spain do not serve dinners uh, before than seven mm. or late. If you go to a restaurant at eight and you try to ask, so please, can I have a seat? And... Normally, they say the kitchen is not open. Seriously? Yet. Okay. In my hometown, don't happen that because there are a lot of people from Germany and British and the kitchen is open early. <laughs> But in the rest of Spain, is Because I go to bed at nine, mm. so <laughs> for me, it's very difficult to have a dinner at mm. you know, so late. In my case, I would like to have an habit to, to eat dinner in restaurant 
early because mm -hmm. I, I prefer to eat my dinner early. Yeah, my ideal time would be eight. And one more bad habit, which I personally have faced, is eating too quickly. I always eat so fast, just like somebody's chasing me, <laughs> me too. or is going to get my food instead of me. But this habit doesn't give your brain time to catch up with your stomach. So basically, it also refers to mindless eating. But we're uh, citizens of big cities, which are you know living in bustle and hustle, <laughs> let's say. So we have to slow down our eating. It's important also. And one habit probably closely related to eating disorders is emotional eating. Um, this is why you, if you're stressed, you take a piece of pizza, for example, instead of take a walk or call a friend. So you try to cover your emotional hunger with um, physical hunger and it's not going to affect your body positively. And this is, I guess, one of the habits which is really difficult to get rid of. Because when I was a child, my mom, I think she did it subconsciously, but she always tried to calm me down when I was crying with chocolates or offering me food. So I got this correlation in my head that if I'm upset or down, then probably eating will help me, especially sweets, you know, probably it is also linked with hormones somehow, but you really feel that you're better next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mothers try to do as best as they can. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when a child cries, it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand a bit. It's not a good habit. But imagine have two or three children even. And they are crying and you cannot stop them. And just, okay, girl, boy, take this and be calm for five minutes. For yeah. the rest of your Shut life. Shut up with a bar of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. But why are we focusing on bad habits? Because we are going to share information on that. How can we change it? And why eating healthy is worth the effort? There is nothing more important than good health, but sometimes making good food choices can feel like a luxury and not a necessity. At one time or another, faced with a recipe on one hand and prepackaged meal on the other, everybody has thought, what's wrong with this easy way out? Well, according to science, the answer is a lot. The highly processed food we turn to in our times of need is a trap. One with ramifications for our mood, workouts and long-term health. When it comes to eating healthy, the question shouldn't be can I afford to, but can I afford not to? So here are six reasons you should make healthy food a top priority. First, you can't compromise on variety. If you are used to processed food or restrictive diet, the variety in a whole foods diet might come as a shock. From fruit and veg to nutrient-packed nuts, hard-to-pronounce grains, or maybe a few things you've never heard of, it might have made you a bit nervous about a healthy food diet. 
Maybe you are used to a fitness meal plan that's an endless repeat of backboard chicken and broccoli and possibly the occasional carrot. But the fact is, if you are not getting a variety of vitamins and minerals from different fruit, veg, proteins, carbohydrates every week, you are running the risk of becoming nutrient deficient, not to mention it's boring and unsustainable. The key word is boring. Yeah, yeah, for me, it could be so boring. I love food, every kind of food. We know. <laughs> True. Good food means better workouts. Your body is a machine, and like any machine, it needs highly quality fuel. We don't want you reducing the impact of a great workout, but skimping on the essential a body needs when it's being pushed. Free. More processing means more mystery. Processed food are often stuffed with sodium and sugar, even foods that don't necessarily taste very salty or sweet. That's not by accident. Add sugar and salt is one of many processed food shortcuts. It's an underhanded way to keep you coming back for more and saves companies from putting in the real world of crafting dishes that taste good and fulfilling all on their own. By comparison, mindful eating and being informed about what you goes into your body, definitely it's a better option. I like it processed food, but know it every day because I, I know that is a bad eating, but sometimes a McDonald's is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all people, you know. Mm. Four, you will give fat diets the flick. Ridiculous and trendy diets might court a lot of attention in the news, but by an alert, they simply don't work. Anybody who has tried one can tell you why. Sustaining the restrictive lifestyle suggested by keto enthusiasts can be hard, counterintuitive work, not to mention largely ineffective. That's also why fat diet fall out of favor so quickly. Can you remember paleo diet a few years ago or even the Atkin diet? Eating unprocessed and nutritionally rich meals isn't about unnecessary and scientific restriction. It's about embracing the way humans are meant to eat and making intuitive, rational and delicious food choices every day. Even the occasional treat meal fit easily into a balanced lifestyle. Five, processed foods make you hungry for more processed foods. Ever chow down on a massive meal of processed junk food only to start feeling hungry 30 minutes later? Turns out there's a reason for that. Processed food had been found to raise hunger hormones, increasing your appetite and leading you down an unhealthy food spiral. It's not even clear to scientists just how dangerous processed food are yet. So eating a balanced whole food heavy diet isn't simply about feeling better in the short term. It might save you from pricey treatment and poor quality of light down the track. How say Sasha before when she told us uh, about different bad eatings, we can improve our eating habits. 
There are many different exercises, kind of exercise, to improve our eating habits, and I bring you this. Keep a journal. Food journal is a good tool to help you learn about your eating habits. When you write your meals, write down what you eat, how much, and what times of the day you are eating. Include notes about what else you were doing, you were doing, and how you were feeling. And at the end of the week, review your journal and decide which habits you want to change. Yeah, but let me disagree because some of the people get really obsessed about journals, and to keep this habit, you need really get attentive and selective what you're eating, and sometimes it can increase your level of anxiety. Um, For example, you did one week um, journal and then you realize that you think you eat too much. Maybe it's not a good tool for obsessive people with disorders because they have uh, mental disorders too and maybe bright what time they are eating mm. is not a good idea but for people that they don't control their meals is a good tip. Mm. Okay. Thank you. But you need to be constant because if you are weak, write uh, your food journal. It's okay, but if you, the rest of the month, don't write anything, don't It work. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't yet. work. So who are those people that could like to improve their eating habits if they have a good habit? Maybe it's for people that they have bad eatings. Or for me, for example, I have a mix between healthy eatings and bad eatings. Another tip or exercise that you can change is replace your old habits with new, like find healthy choices for snacks. Instead, a chocolate you can eat. Protein bar. No. <laughs> a piece of fruit or a healthy lunch with the, the perfect quantities to different proteins, vegetables, etc. Eat fruit and yogurt in the mid-afternoon about, I don't know, three hours after lunch. A little snake. <laughs> and it's important, control your portion size. There is a very famous trick when you just put the um, food on the plate, which is smaller than your usual one. With smaller amount of food, it looks like it's full, full of food. So it's a psychological trick to um, make yourself um, reduce your portions. Hmm, it sounds in- interesting. But I, I don't know how much does it affect your stomach, because your stomach will feel the difference still. I'm I'm yeah, sure. and I think that it's true that uh, if you eat every day a lot, your stomach eats large every day. So for give its size back, you need to do uh, a really good effort. But if you want something, you can do it. Okay, other tips are eat only when you are hungry and eat slowly. Nobody give your meal because if you eat quickly, the brain feel that you are full and maybe in 20 minutes later, you have to eat and you um, will eat and maybe you don't eat um, healthy food. 
snacks. Yes. And plan your meals because if you have a schedule with your meals, you eat the food that your body needs. Okay, so dear listeners, here's a secret. No one has perfect self-control. When it comes to food, we all go a little overboard sometimes, eating way more than we should and throwing our best laid nutrition plan into a chaos. When, but when people start falling into extremes, some eating disorders can be developed. Gore's day did not come with one day or one month. They are developed over the time and often connect to serious problems, both physical and mental, primarily mental. And Gloria, tell me, who are affected mostly by eating disorders. They mainly affect adolescents and more frequently women, although at present it has become a generalized problem which occurs since childhood without distinction of sex. It is only necessary to observe within educational institution to visualize the degree of the problem in children. But why do they occur? It is a social phenomenon that begins at home. It can also be said that food is very important in all development due to the information and habits occur that children learn from their parents. And on the other hand, family disintegration, poor communication, that day by day it takes place in the homes. In short, the new young people do not feel support and seek to satisfy their needs in different ways. Any other factors favor its development? Low self-esteem, difficulty solving certain personal of work problems, difficulties in family relationships, the influence externed by very thin models of role that appear in media, thyroid problems, but we can prevent these disorders. Perform a healthy and controlled diet th through the use of a metric or a computer application, take advantage of the meal time for meeting and communication. Very important. Do not use food as comfort, reward or mm -hmm. punishment. This is what we said before, very linked to the emotional eating. But it's so easily said, but not easily done, because if it is not just an eating disorder, it comes from our mind, from our conscious or maybe subconscious, it is closely related to mental problems. And if we get a deep look into what are the different types of eating habits disorders, we talked a lot about the causes. They are it might be caused even by stress, but usually it comes from the family, uh, from severe circumstances. But still, when people really go into extremes and need uh, therapy, maybe or consultation of the nutritionist or maybe psychologist or other doctors. So Maite, what are the those types of disorders? The most important on people know more are anorexia, bulimia and binge eating disorder. This binge eating disorder is one of the most common disorders, especially in the United States. This kind of people often have overweight or obesity. And in the other cases like anorexia and bulimia, there are people with anorexia 
limit their food intake or compensate for it through various purging behaviors. They have an intense fear of gaining weight, even when severely underweight. Anorexia is officially categorized into two subtypes. The restrictive type, when they lose weight through dieting, fasting, or excessive exercise. And the other type is binge eating and purging type. These individuals with this type may binge on large amounts of food or eat very little. And after eating, they purge using activities like vomiting, taking laxatives or diuretics. Obsessive compulsive symptoms are also often present. For instance, many people with anorexia are often preoccupied with constant thoughts about food and some may obsessively collect recipes or hoard food. People with anorexia have difficulty eating in public and exhibit a strong desire to control their environment. People with bulimia eat large amounts of food in short periods of time and then purge. They fear gaining weight despite weighing at a normal weight. I think um, besides that, these are officially recognized disorders by Eating Disorder Association, I guess, which are characterized as diseases, mm -hmm. mental, but there are also some strange disorders such as pica or pica disorder. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. I never yes? heard of it. No. Yeah, you have heard, because in Spain we have a program about this kind of disorder. Mm. Yeah, it's when people consume non-food items such as rocks, paper, glue, dirt, hair. Yeah, this one is not officially the disorder, it's just kind of inclined. Some mm -hmm. people might suffer, it's a very little amount of population little percentage of population but it can lead not really to overweight but to intoxications and yeah, imagine you, eating dirt yeah you hurt your own body yeah because it's not healthy eat stones or mm -hmm. mm, i don't know <laughs> oh. <laughs> at least it's not tasty <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to eat. And imagine how hard had to be eating stone, for example. Can you imagine eating glass? No, or... I can't. But, you know, yesterday I was shopping and I spent maybe, maybe the half of my salary. So probably in the, le the rest of this month I'm going to experience pica. <laughs> I'll be eating stone with paper hair. with my hair. <laughs> On the floor. Mm, tasting this hair. We did <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. But another extreme for some people who focus on healthy eating, uh, which can become obsessive and develop into eating disorder, known as orthorexia. It's um, the disorder in which people are focused on pure eating. So they avoid products which are not, you know, pure enough. For example, they might have avoid some um, dishes which contain too many carbohydrates because they think that carbohydrates is evil or it's not fitness, you know, healthy enough. And um, yeah, and they get obsessed with the benefits of healthy eating, you know. It, this condition is also mm -hmm. not an official um, defined disease, but 
now I think I got a full, full pictures even of my trainers I used to work with that some of them probably suffered from orthorexia. And do you know in your surrounders do you have um, people with uh, eating disorder? Yes, of course. I'm I'm very experienced in 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 diet matters, so I've tried so many diets and uh, stuff like that. I don't think I suffer from any particular eating disorder, but I want to stra to say straight away that I've never suffered from bulimia or anorexia. I've never vomited in the toilet every after meal, but to be honest, I've had attempts, but my body just resisted, just like. No, you're not gonna do that. Yeah, so it's a very long story. But buckle your seatbelts, we begin this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because as far as I can remember, I have always been an overweight child. And I was told it all the time by the parents, some doctors, teachers, even passersby. And they always tried to give me a piece of advice, you know. Oh, you should reduce carbohydrates and... Um, Perhaps their motives were not always noble, but looking ahead, I want to know that I've never been bullied or maybe a little bit, um, you know, sort of teasing was in elementary school, but it wasn't really serious. And each time those people repeated that I need to reduce consumption of bread, of noodles, baked goods, everything fried or salty, whatever, sweets. I have to be active. I have to take up sports. And all this layered in my head from year to year when I was since, since five, I was told that. And it grew into some kind of unhealthy obsession with my diet. For example, um, one of the doctors told me that I should remove potatoes from my diet because it's a bad product. Of course, moderate consumption of potatoes will not you know, affect the figure, your shape, but I still do not eat potatoes. But maybe in some soups, but I do not do anything because I consider in my head it to be bad. Um... And it's hard for me to eat pasta or noodles. I avoid those products. Um, now I'm forcing myself to eat carbs. I started eating bread. For example, before coming here, I didn't eat bread since three or four years. Oh my God, oh my God. it is a long time. Hmm. Yes, because, for example... This is not right. This idea of separation between good and bad, so strict, which is not, it doesn't exist good or bad. But, you know, when you're so obsessed with the thought that this might uh, help you to shape your body. And uh, yeah, this summer and fall, I tried to lose weight again. I'm just like losing weight all my life. <laughs> And I have almost completely eliminated sugar and carbohydrates from my diet. I trained five days a week. My daily calorie intake was about 1,200. And it was quite expected that my body began to resist. I felt so weak and without energy. But the worst thing is that I suffered from massive hair loss. And uh, I got problems with my nails, with my skin. This is what people usually report when they are on this restrictive diet. But uh, maybe it sounds crazy, but all those beliefs that carbohydrates um, are evil are embedded in my head and uh, you know no one in my life emphasized never that nutrition should be balanced that there is no good or bad because in general the idea of this is 
kind of r- racism, you know, in, in products. And mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, just to live long, you should just moderate your consumption of any food, um, just not to cause health problems. I also try to avoid parties because when you're on the party, you're very likely to eat or to drink something mm-hmm. which is unhealthy. And when I eat it, I feel guilty. But yeah. Among that, I almost always weighed myself every morning. I used to do that. I even took my weight um, with me. If I go to a friend with a sleepover, I got my weight because I wanted to weight myself in the morning. Really? really? Yes. And here, do you have a weight in your house? No, I don't. I wanted to buy it. No. but <laughs> Yes, but, but uh, this is what uh, Olympia advised me a lot, um, not stop being you know obsessed with the numbers mm, on your exactly. weight but listen to your body mm-hmm. and um but we do have weight in our office in in under Gabor's table yeah <laughs> you check it yeah i've checked it Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, it's a wrong position to measure yourself, to estimate yourself by kilograms or grams. And of course, it greatly, it greatly influenced my self-esteem and perception. But yeah, it sucks, guys. <laughs> yeah, we have to find um, balance in our meals because food is not bad. Uh, bad is or form or way to prepare our meals because in our dishes we need eat different kinds of vegetables, proteins, mm-hmm. carbohydrates and it's important to listen our body and feed our body with good things. Yeah, thanks God it didn't Uh, really develop into bulimia or anorexia mm-hmm. because I know um, example I had an example I had a neighbor and um, she had been suffering from severe anorexia for the past 20 years and she looked like even when she walked she looked like she doesn't have energy to live to breathe and she was always prone to different sicknesses and um, yeah I think she didn't enjoy the last years of her life for sure and uh, yeah she she died quite early I think she wasn't even yeah she was little over 40 40 years old yeah so pity and maybe if you know such people with anorexia it's not really a rare thing it happens yeah when I was in a school I had a classmate she suffered anorexia and bulimia and I remember Uh, she always said, uh, I didn't eat because I ate before or meat or something like that. And I remember once when uh, we were together having dinner and suddenly she went to the bathroom and she was eating a salad. And when she came back to the table, she smelled to vomit. Oh, my God. And she was very, very thin, mm-hmm. and she had um, she had very problems with health, and her body it was um, so bad, and her skin uh, had a lot of problems with her skin and her energy, and she always was tired. Yeah, I can understand. Mm. And now she's nurse, and when she was studying nursery, she 
continues with this problem. Mm. But is she, do you think, is she suffering from these symptoms now? I mean, I'm not I mean, sure. I don't have contact with her, but when uh, she uploads photos on social media, she is tiny too, mm. but I think she always will be tiny. But do you think she looks better? Then. Yeah, she looks yeah. better. And Gloria, do you have a story? Yeah, I remember one of my best friends in the, my adolescent time. And I have to say that I think in my case it is too difficult to identificate the problem when you are not suffering because in in this moment I was realizing something strange in in the way of she act because it affects to social life too. For example, I remember that we went to the gym together in those times. And yes, I could um, see like strange behaviors. Imagine we were together training for one hour that it is enough with a normal body and without problem and without struggling with weight. I, for example, said to her, okay, I'm going home because it is enough and she continued during for example two more hours and she went to work without eating the mm. meal in between mm. so of course I could see this strange habit and it worries me but you know it is a mental disease so for me it was too difficult confirm the situation and tell her I was thinking about that It is true or not because, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. So, and finally, she had this problem. I don't know too much more because we separate our ways. But the the last time that I remember we, we had uh, before, while we keep our relationship, our friend relationship, was that I was in her house. He was like uh, taking her clothes and changing um, her clothes, I don't know. And I saw um, her body and I was shocked, mm -hmm. you know, because you can see um, through the clothes that seems skinny, like too much or mm, bones, you mm -hmm. see. But really I was so shocked I I didn't know how to react yeah. so yeah my conclusion is that of course we these people need support for um, mm -hmm. her friends and family but it is difficult to identify yeah and people with disorder change a lot her uh, their personality because they lie about that they eat or not eat They become to call people and it's hard to the rest of the family or friends help these individuals because we, uh, how to say, Gloria, is difficult for us to identify the problem. 
You know, by the way, now I'm subscribed to bloggers on Instagram who openly mm-hmm. say that they have suffered or they are suffering from eating disorders. And these stories inspire me, actually, because people are not afraid to share uh, their experience and raise a question in the society, um, gaining attention to the fact that people around you might suffer from that kind of disorder and uh, that we all have to assess ourselves adequately. For example, that you take up sports because you like it, because it's fun, because you feel happy Mm -hmm. and energetic after that and not because you ate a salad and now you have to work out 100 calories. And yeah, that was a wrong way of thinking and it can lead really to serious psychological problems. Yeah, social media is a dangerous tool to show many different eating disorders like a normal thing because you usually see in on social media how many celebrities show their meals or when they do exercise after eating unhealthy food. And always uh, people say, oh, it's my guilty pleasure, but tomorrow I am going to do double session of the gym because yeah. today I ate a donut and it's not healthy, blah, blah, blah. And this kind of Mm, comparisons is not a good example because normal people don't understand that they use filters or they have surgeries. People with mental disorders already are toxic towards their bodies and Mm -hmm. can even booster those, you know, toxic relationships with themselves. And that's true. Those images can be photoshopped, altered, quite unrealistic. I always think of the example of those pictures of losing weight, like people uh, sharing results that Mm. they lost 20 kilos in four months and the body looks like absolutely different. And when you compare to yourself and just like, oh my God, it never happened to me. How did they do that? Maybe I'm weak. Maybe I'm not strong enough. Maybe Mm. um, I do something wrong. It's, It's a great actually instrument to manipulate and people might you know promoting wonder secret i don't know meals plans diets you know or even those mixtures Mm. like you drink it and tea coffee i think this industry is thriving because all people are looking for this magic way to lose weight without doing anything and they're ready to buy anything to get rid of the fat and everybody is different and maybe i have hips and other people don't have hips, I hit hips, and my meals work in my body, but in your body, my kind of food doesn't work. And it's dangerous when people on social media, they are not nutritionists, and they speak and give advice about mm-hmm. food or eating habits, and people um, prefers um, follow this kind of advice uh, and we have to careful in 
some diets? Yeah, like it's a very, I think, popular myth when people are doing workouts or diets according to their body type. And I'm just like, come on, you can't lose weight mm -hmm. in your hips just because you want it. Your body will just not, it will not work for you. Also as a workout, you can make your muscles strong in a particular part of your body, but it won't make your body change your shape. If I want, you know, stronger upper mm. body, I can just do push-ups or try to stronger my upper body, but it will not automatically mean that I will look like a supermodel and that my hips will be still white mm -hmm. in comparison to other girls, for example. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is shit. <laughs> This topic is hard to speak because... There are a lot of information. There are a lot of disorders. I think diets is not the good way to lose weight because we need to eat different kinds of food. And diets sometimes are very restrictive and it's not the best. And also remember that Instagram or social media doesn't determine your worth and your beauty. Hmm. So this is what you said, what Gloria said, you have to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think that be careful with marketing industry mm -hmm. in every aspect of life, but when it's about health even more. And sometimes some of these products are just a part of an industry. It yeah, just for, for, forget money and yeah. That is, we, we need to be informed. It is very important. Please be informed. And once again, listen to your body. I know that it is hard. I think almost all people, we struggle with, we try to learn how to listen to your body. It's not easy for anyone, I think. It's a work that takes years, a lot of years. But you have to be compromised with yourself and you know, mm, read and be informed, yeah. Yeah, and I think we don't have more time to discuss about this topic. I'm listening to my body, and my body needs food. I'm hungry right now. So it's a right time, right point to <laughs> take a break yes. and give food to my Yes. I hope you enjoyed this topic and listen us next week in our programs okay. in Musta FM. Bye. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Have fun. Bye.